Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. We're moving on to another conference preview ahead of the 2023 college football season. Today, we're going to be doing Conference USA, which actually has some pretty good talent in it. Before we get to that, though, Sean, we have to recap the trip a little bit. I I think that we definitely need to spend a little bit of time talking about the trip. Uh, We did record a bonus show that we're going to drop later on in the week of the first day that Sean was here to get some of his thoughts and first impressions. But Sean, how are you feeling after the the trek home? By the way, I got to ask this. I didn't really get a full answer from you. Well, uh, trek home was fine. Uh, the uh, the delay was not a big delay, so I was okay with that. Uh, you know, you get a super long delay, that's a problem. But uh, uh-huh. we were chilling all right. Uh, plain uh, American coach, very small seats, but we're doing okay there. Uh, the only problem was bag underneath the front of my seat. I was in a bad a bad place. Once I got it out from underneath, I could stretch my legs out just a little bit more. Didn't have to get up once. Okay. And I, I pride myself on being a good airline passenger. I'm not going to fart on the plane. If I do, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm, 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 that's, that's a big thing for me. I'm not going to be farting what? up my, 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 my passengers next to me. I'm not going to try to get up and go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, I can sit there for six hours and look straight ahead. That's what I'm, that's what I can do. Okay. You're just, uh, nah, that's, you're, that's, you're trying, you're doing, you do that whole thing for a bit. You try to do the whole, I'm going to stare at the seat in front of me for the next six hours. You're, you're, you're trying to be, I'm going to be the tough guy on the plane. I'm not it's a little, get up it's, it's a little putty esque, but also, no, I'm a courteous person. <laughs> if I got the window seat, I think it's not courteous to go up and get to use the restroom three times, a, a, a plane ride. I saw people all, all around me getting up from the window seat, getting a crossing. And for me, I'm okay. not that I can't just step over somebody. Every the whole aisle has to get up. Look, I, I know I don't want to do the whole, uh, you know, flying sucks. I'd rather actually talk about the trip. But my, my only just quick rounding out thought here: no one on air on an airplane is courteous. So except for me, I I am on the belief that it's pointless being courteous because everyone else around you is going to treat you like crap. And you might as well take. You're the problem. Do what's going to make yourself the most. You're the problem. No, no, no. Because I've tried multiple times to be courteous, and to have to deal with people taking your overhead bag space and leaning their chair all the way back, and you know, bringing babies on planes and then not getting a seat for them, and you know, they're crawling all over the place and they're screaming the whole plane ride. Like everybody's the worst. It's everybody's worst condition. It is. Do what makes you comfortable. Do what makes you comfortable. Now I rise above. That's what I do. I do it for the, yeah, for the betterment of the plane and the, and the and the passengers around me. That's that's what I do. That's my virtue. So you did come to Los Angeles. I did for the first time. You came and visited. You were here from uh, from Thursday until Sunday morning. Tight window getting you out as you you slowly uh, slugged your way out of my apartment. I, I was su- not surprised, but. Uh, was 
a little worried that we weren't going to make it in time to the airport because of how long it took you to get going. But I regardless, a notification. I said, I got another 30 minutes. That's nice. General thoughts on the trip, though, of kind of getting to come and visit Los Angeles and, and to come hang out. I get why people live there now. I get why people want to move there. If you go to one rooftop bar at a, at a hotel uh, and you have one drink up there looking over the skyline and the beach, I get it. Mm. I get it. I'm not. I, you know what? Wait, the whole if I if I disagree with California or whatever about California and the, the you know they're going to other states, whatever. I don't care about that. I now understand the baseline of why someone would want to move there. It's scenic, uh, mm. very tall palm trees everywhere. I like the the big jokers, the big tall. I like it. I liked it when we were on the second rooftop and I was looking eye to eye with a palm tree. That made me happy. It was, was that the one on Saturday. Saturday, yes, the cold okay. rooftop where you kept on forcing yes. me out into the cold, whereas yeah, I like the indoor yeah, little yeah. fire area. But regardless, I get it. Um, it, it. It's it's gorgeous. You look at the hills and you say, "Oh, okay, those are the hills that I'm seeing." That it's 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 a very nice spot. Um, the bungalow is the worst bar I've ever seen in America. That I, was the whole point. I would wager. So wait. So I just for before you continue, I told Sean coming into this. Anyone who's been to Los Angeles knows what the bungalow is. I told Sean, I'm going to take it all the you know the fun spots. But one of the days I have to take you to what is the worst bar, the worst congregation of people in one of the worst cities in the United States. And if you know, you might be thinking to yourself like, oh, it's just a really crappy dive bar. No, 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 not even close. It is the most overly hyped dolled up bougie looking bar that it just has such a terrible group of people. But frankly, I, I'm honestly curious though, like what you were about to say though, your perspective of it, because you lasted 15 minutes. If you that. loved every other place we went to. You lasted 15 minutes and you're like, okay, we need to go. We need to leave. Here's the thing. The other bars, the waterfront bar, the waterfront was fantastic. The Victorian was fantastic. Buffalo Club, fantastic. The hotel rooftop bars, fantastic. All of the bars that I was checking out, this is new. This is fun. This is what we're getting into. All the other restaurants that we, we were at, even if it was just stopping in and getting a, a bite to eat at Surf and Turf, whatever the hell it was called. Beach and food. I don't I don't remember what it's called. Beach and brew. Oh, beach, beach and, and food. Oh, close God. enough. Okay. Regardless. <laughs> oh, they get a wall of beers. That's really, uh, that's really unique. Okay. I, but I'm not going to take away from it. Um, okay. They had, they had delicious drinks, they, but the bungalow, and we discussed this, you said, you got to see this place. And it was without a doubt, the most irritating scene I've ever been a part of. It was fake money fake influencer, Ooh. overpriced, hot, crowded, loud, yes. in the loud in a bad way, not a good like buzz in the bar. You walk into the right. bar, it's buzzing, that's a good that's a good loud. Cuz everyone's talking loud. Everyone's loud yelling. in the worst way. Uh s- this, the people that had sections were so pompous oh, and, yeah. and fake and waxy and I'm like I'm walking around, I see all natural. Where where we've been going? All natural. Girls, you know, what, what go in there, plastic surgery, capital of Los Angeles, that bar. And, and, oh, yeah. And, and the and most amount like, of makeup you've ever seen. Even on some of the makeup, dudes, the most amount of makeup you've ever seen. Uh, uh, bad skin. And then you're going, I'm like, oh, wait, this is the place you want to go on a Saturday afternoon with this collection of awful people flexing a bottle yeah. of bad wine? 
That's what yep. you do. You want to, you want to stay. And the, 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 the bar layout, I saw you up there uh, at the bar. Thank you. Cause I had the piss before that. I said, I'm not traversing this, the structure of the bar impossible to navigate the, and, and the, it had so much potential. It has potential right. lift the plastic screens. You have a, a couple big ass trees on the inside. It's it, it should be great, but it's a conglomeration of every bad California, Los Angeles stereotype that you can imagine in one bar, in one place. I had one drink. I was ready to go after the first sip. I, I also, not to belabor the, the whole recap, but I also think it's a really good juxtaposition of what the city's like in the sense that most places you go, like there's this automatic assumption that Everyone in Los Angeles, and if you move to Los Angeles, you live in Los Angeles, it's just it's just crappy fake people who are trying to get caught up with the crowd, that kind of thing. Yeah. But you go to every other place and you bounce around the city, and I didn't even take it that many places. It was mostly Venice and Marina that we were in the whole time. It's all normal people who move from outside the state to just That's what it seemed like. Work. It just seemed to like work. It. And then you go to Bungalow, and that's where that's where they all there, there's a couple other places that are like that. I will never go to them. I have no aspiration to go to them, but I just thought that was really, really damn funny that that was your reaction. Well, you know what? And I love that I got to see it. And next time we, tra- mm-hmm. whenever I travel, I want to see the best bars and I want to see the worst that you have to offer. We saw the worst in South Dakota. We did that pizza joint. Yes. The worst, uh, the bungalow, <laughs> the worst, but, uh, Bowie's Creek. Well, we kind of saw the worst in where we were staying. And then we went to, some well, different- we went to one, we went to one place and it was the both, both the best and the worst bar, which is because yeah. there was only one bar. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, we did not want to go to the drug den bar, uh, which was a drug den that Joe soft, wanted to take a soft. Step. Nope. Soft. Not soft. That place looked, I bet that place was bumping on a Friday night. Yeah, the key bumping is what they were. That, that's what they were bumping. Okay, pal. A little that, more the, key bumps. Not the not it, it, the <laughs> the bungalow uh-huh. is number one place that in the contiguous U.S. I'm not going. <laughs> it's, it's that's number oh, one. Man. I think Potomac Mills Mall <laughs> outside of Fredericksburg in Virginia is number two. Uh, and then what would number three be? Mm, there's a really bad bar in Boston that I never want to go back to. Oh, Howl at the Moon in Boston. Howl at the Moon. I'll never go back. What was <laughs> what was so bad about that? You know the distinct smell of um of a New England uh, basement party in college. Mm, that sounds so bad. Fruity vodka smell, stench, sticky floor, no AC. Howl at the Moon, mm. Boston, never going back. Sean, I will say one. I was entertained. I was entertained by the fact that you showed up and I told you, hey, I've got like all these beers that were, were given to me. I've got like 35 beers in my fridge that I'm trying to get rid of. So have at it. And you managed, you, you, I thought like five were going to be gone. Five or six were going to be gone. You managed to drink more than half of them, uh, ah. which makes me okay. happy because I don't, I get, I'm getting rid of most of them, uh, but I was not expecting that much output from you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that, <laughs> that you were able to knock out that many, but I was not expecting anywhere nearly the amount that you consumed. Well, the fun thing about that uh, is that I forgot <laughs> living with Joe, at least living with Joe now, 
the uh, he didn't realize that the premise of, hey, you want to drink a beer would be accepted every time, whether we were brainstorming on the deck, yeah. uh, the bonus show. Yeah, I'll tape whatever what the, the just it, it, because it's so well, I also jokingly a couple of times at like 10 in the morning on on Friday, I was like, you want a beer? And you're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I'm, I wasn't really serious. <laughs> yeah, we hit it a little early each day, but it's fine. The uh, it, It's a very inviting place to have a beer. Los Angeles is here, Northern Virginia. I couldn't, it couldn't be, it wouldn't be two o'clock. And I'm like, let me crack one open. It, it just does not have that. That's a lie. That's, that's just a lie. I'm not saying I haven't, but on a Thursday at 2 p.m., Arlington, mm. Virginia. No, I don't want to do that. When door open, Los Angeles, Joe's apartment, 2 p.m., I want to have a, a, an Estrella beer. That's what I want to have. I will I will fondly remember those beers. I will. You should take pride in that. I will fondly remember well, them. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip Get every pick right and take home some cold hard cash. Use code HACK, H A C K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being Bet Online, betonline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Sean, now to transition us to talking about the 2023 season for Conference USA. We need to properly paint the picture here by talking about the fact that a lot of the important teams from last season are leaving. A lot of new teams, a lot of new faces are going to be competing now in Conference USA in 2023. Now, I'm sure that there are some restrictions, kind of like with JMU, on which teams can compete for the conference championship, all that. I don't want to dive too deep in on that, but... What's first important to note here is that they're losing the more important teams in their conference that they are losing. It's UTSA, who went undefeated. They were 11-3 and last year. They have a lot of really talented football players. They're not going to be competing in this conference next season. They lost North Texas, which had a strong season last year, but also now has a brand-new head coach. And they also lost Charlotte and FAU. So this is a new-look Conference USA. Some of the replacements that they brought in, Liberty, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, and New Mexico State. But the way that I now see this, Sean, with all those teams gone, it is Western Kentucky's conference to lose in my eyes. But first and foremost, though, losing all those teams is pretty significant. 
And I, I would argue that they did a pretty good job of making replacements for for what they could do. Uh, I think they got gutted, Joe. I mean, the oh, okay. Tell me how you really feel. I th- I, that they got gutted. It, it happens, and you know what? We can be happy because we covered the teams in Jacksonville State and Sam Houston pretty frequently during our sole FCS uh, talk, and they both were very strong programs with players uh, on both sides of the ball that we felt could have been single A players, and now it's a full single A squad. So if I'm looking at those two additions, familiar with them. Uh, and mm. and I, I know what they're capable of and, and how they were able to, to run through their conferences in the FCS. Jacksonville State always kept things pretty competitive. Sam Houston State, obviously national champions in the FCS. Two, three years ago? Three years ago, I'm going to go with. Uh, but it, it's it's just... I, I think it, they, they became a uh, an auto shop. They just they just gutted it for parts and they added what they could back on. And that's no disrespect to New Mexico State, but it's New Mexico State, right? Like that's a it's a sickos right. team. That's a sickos team. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not yeah, gonna deny that it's not. They are respect on New Mexico State, bro. No, they're sickos. That's State. a sickos team. Uh, Liberty, not as sickos, but you know it's Liberty, right? You had Malik Willis. You had the big, tall, stiff Antonio uh, Gandy Golden. You had some players that that had a you know yeah. Golden stiff didn't really work out in Washington. Malik Willis. We're seeing what's going on with there with Tennessee. So I think every single program here has a potential yeah. to put a guy in the next level. And now we have multiple next levels, so that's fine. Uh, but to put it blunt and to reiterate, CUSA got gutted. And their mission statement is well and nice, uh, but it, it's not. They understand where they're sitting at. They are not sitting happy. We're going to get to some of these new additions in a second, but I, I, I get that you're saying that they were gutted for dealing with the circumstance of losing all of these programs. I can't get, I can't be too pessimistic about their future for competition. Because Liberty's a really good football program. And, and I think that some of these other teams, like Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, are football programs that we know have been committed in putting together competitive programs that we've they witnessed have, and saw what they point. did at the, the FCS level. I want to start off with Western Kentucky, though, Sean. I, I really don't see a universe where Western Kentucky is not the team winning this conference this upcoming year. I think their most likely competition is going to be Liberty. And again, we're going to talk about them in a second. But Western Kentucky, 9-5 and five last season. Since the Bailey Zappi era, since last year, the past couple of years, under Coach Helton, this has been a very competitive program. This has been a program that can show up in a bowl game and put up 50 points on the board against any conference. If they're playing a bad Power 5 team, they're going to put up a fight. They're that type of football program, and they've put up some guys that have put up some ridiculously gaudy passing and just offensive statistics. Jalen Stearns and Bailey Zappi were the first to do it. And this past year, Austin Reed, who went in the portal and decided to come back, is returning for the Hilltoppers. That is what is so significant to me, that they almost lost Austin Reed to some people believed he was going to go to Florida that he was going to transfer all the way to the SEC, and he would have been one mm. of the better quarterbacks in the SEC with mm. all the guys that left and that moved on in the NFL. I'm pretty damn optimistic that Austin Reed is going to continue to light up this com- conference, especially that one of his top receivers in Malachi Corley is returning. 
They also have Jacquez Evans on defense, who's a strong linebacker. But man, I am worried for any of the secondaries that have to deal with this because they got some dudes and it all starts with the guy delivering the ball and they're going to continue to put up points. I'm a fan of Corley. I think Corley's a very solid route runner. I think he's a very solid wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if he led the conference in receiving yards and maybe even receiving touchdowns this year. Wouldn't be surprised about that. Austin Reed uh, is not an SEC quarterback. He's not. And he would not have been a top Sean, SEC Sean, Sean, don't do this. Do, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. He's in a, He could have transferred to the SEC. He is he going to be a draft prospect this upcoming high school. Put some respect on his name. I'm not disrespecting, but I mean, are we going to be realistic on this show or are we just going to not be realistic? He could have transferred. The, he could have transferred. If he would have started, I mean, it would have I am being ex- me. I am being extremely realistic. Oh I know his capabilities. Be extremely realistic with what he's capable of putting up. There, he was getting courted by SEC and Big Ten schools. Sure, sure. Uh, do you think he would have? Why been do you better? think he answered the portal? Why do you think he answered the portal? I'm not saying you're wrong about that. I'm right. I'm not saying that that you're wrong. I'm saying, do you think that Austin Reed would have been a better quarterback at Florida than Kyle Trask? But what? Those are unrelated. No, it's not because you said he could have played for Florida and you said he could have been a top quarterback. He would have started over Graham Mertz, who right now I'm talking about for next season. I understand, but I have to put it into this perspective of if somebody's saying that a guy from CUSA is going to be a starter and not only a starter, but one of the better starters in the SEC at the quarterback position, I take a little bit. I take that a little more seriously. Because it's a legitimate statement. I don't. Uh, you, guy, maybe th- in your eyes, th- th- it's not in my this eyes. This isn't. This isn't just like Slappy McGee's transferring in. This is a one of. This is the best Power Five quarterback in my or Group of Five quarterback in my opinion, and the best Group of Five quarterback is good enough to start in the SEC, without a doubt. This is a guy that's moved up from West Florida to Western Kentucky and has shown an ability to to throw the ball all over the yard. He can do that, man. He's got a good arm. He's got good accuracy. He's got no I don't care. see a reason why he can't be successful. He's better than Graham Mertz. He is significantly better than Graham Mertz, who's probably going to be than- the slappy that they're trotting out there. I don't know if he's better than Grayson McCall also, but uh, Austin Reed, to the point on the he's arm. He's better than Grayson McCall. If, in your opinion, uh, when he can drive the ball with the back leg, he's got good power for a college fo- football quarterback. Good power. Not great power. He doesn't have great arm strength. Uh, he doesn't have natural arm whip. So if he's at the term that you like to say off platform, uh, then I don't think he's going to have enough zip to get it to his receivers. I've seen him throw nice screen passes where it's like, okay, here, turn drive immediately in your receiver's hands. That's good. That's what a college football quarterback is expected to do. He's also expected to hit his receivers when they're open, which he does, which I will never complain Mm -hmm. about ever. I will never, you'll never see me once on this show. Or in real life, complaining about a quarterback for a team that hit his open receivers. I'm not going to make a, an excuse saying, oh, they're so good. That's why they're always open. They are good. They are open. That's what they should do. That's what their their trade is, is to get open. But watching Austin Reed, I don't think starter at Florida. I don't. I think winner in the CUSA. You need to get your eyes I, checked. You need to get your eyes checked. The, the, the guy was getting looks. He I'm was, happy. He, he was, was at one point. I'm happy for him. That he, he was, was at one point one of the cool. top quarterbacks in the portal. 
He was one of the top recruits in the portal until he decided to go back. So it's Sam Hartman. Give me a break. Good, good luck what, with him. You're next saying year, that Sam way. Hartman's not good. You're saying that Sam Hartman's not good. Oh, I'm, get, not, uh, come on. I'm just saying we've we've we had a, a large quarterback disagreement this mm-hmm. this weekend, and I'm not going to bring that up. Somehow our wires are always crossed at the signal caller position. We look at that. We look at different things. Apparently, the the irony is that you and I the the fight that we got into was over Anthony Richardson, and you didn't believe in. Anthony Richardson's capabilities. You said he would but be this guy's the complete opposite of that in the next five years. This guy's the complete opposite said. of that. So I would assume, yeah, that's not a ridiculous statement. It is I said that on every radio spot that I bonkers. that I went on. You should never it's be invited on that radio statement. show again. I, a top three I, I, I know in how to, five years. Shut up. Well, that that'd be like twenty radio stations, so not just one radio station. But I'm saying for that Anthony, specific, yeah, that's a bad take. I said that on every spot that I did. Every then, every spot that asked me about that, and I said that. I'm happy you're giving them clicks because you don't believe that. I absolutely believe that because I know how to acknowledge talent. But my the irony here is that you would think with a guy who is less traits and more consistent quarterback, you would then be supporting to be a starter. Look, Payne Thorne just transferred to Auburn, and he's going to start over Robbie Ashford. He's not transferring there to sit on the bench. Payne Thorne can go to Auburn. I don't see why Austin Reed can't go to Florida and start and be a, an above average starter in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Average starter in the SEC. Uh, above and I'm average not, starter in I'm the not SEC. Imp- average. I'm not, not impressed. The portal is going crazy. Okay. It's going crazy. Anybody's transferring anywhere. And that's fine. And that's good. And you should be able to do it. But I'm getting less and less impressed with transfers ups. I am because there's a bunch of transfer downs and everyone's looking for new. Look who Alabama brought in for their quarterback position. Look who they brought in and tell me I should be impressed yeah, because there's, about, about quarterbacks there's, moving up. Give me a break. Situa- who they That's brought not in. a moving up, first of all. That's not a moving up, first of all. And then second of <laughs> yes, all. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That was because of how unconfident, if that's a word, they were in the guys that they have on the roster. They needed a little bit of extra competition. And that's what you get with Tyler Buckner, a guy that – your head, your offensive coordinator was familiar with, and that your head coach recruited heavily when he was in high school. That's why that happened. I'm just not impressed but, with it. And the statement that you think he he would be an average quarterback in the SEC, and I, I and I think he's very, I think he's a good quarterback. He makes the passes I need him to make. He commands the offense. He doesn't make a bunch of mistakes. I like him as a quarterback. But when you say stuff like that, I it has to turn me into the bad guy and make it look like I'm knocking the dude. Whereas he could, you he are could kind be, of knocking the dude. I'm not knocking the dude because you're setting these insane values to these quarterbacks. But you set insane. But he values. was going to. He and was going to transfer. Value. You juice him up. You're not real. You don't live in the world of reality. That's where you don't live. I live if in the world of reality. I live Anthony in the world Richards of Richardson is going to be a top three NFL quarterback in three years or five years. Guess what? It's not going to happen. And guess I what? I live in the then world of projection. Oh, it's not reality, Joe. And you're not being real with the projection. You're not being real with the, this the projection. projection is, you're not uh, being real with your projection. That is not realistic. I, scouts know how to recognize talent just because I know how you're to not watch a film scout. and recognize talent. Yes, I am. I get paid to be a scout. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> oh, just making sh- Are you doing your 30 point. for 30 days, 30 schools this year? Is that what you're doing? You're getting you're getting your hotels through the through the Jets and they're paying for you I'm not, to go to Rutgers. I'm not and literally a the scout, Coast. but I, okay, I you work just for said you were a scout then. Okay. Because I am Shut I am up. literally employed as a college scout for a scouting agency. 
Well, you, you're sitting here trying to discredit me. I'm not discrediting you. It's you're, just, you're the you're same as the assets in the you comments. Say, you, that, you that, say that, I, no, you. Uh, I'm not going to yell over you, but you say I'm in the projection business, and then you say I work in reality as a scout. That d- no, you can't do. You, you can project, try to do both. For, d- projection is what I'm asked to do, so I'm going to do it. And Fine. I believe but that Austin you're, Reed is better than you're giving him credit for. No, no, I'm being realistic. You are giving him too much credit, which then makes someone else look like to be the bad guy. Let's see how many yards Austin Reed throws for this year. I bet he throws throws for a million. I bet he throws for a million. Kentucky throws Bailey Zappi better than Austin Reed also. Uh, uh, No, that's, that's not true. Austin Reed has has significantly stronger arm than Bailey Zappi. I don't see it. Absolutely does. Put some respect on Austin Reed's name. Look, Sean, the other team that's uh, that's only only other team that's really worth acknowledging that's returning is Middle Tennessee State. They lost their quarterback, who was a sixth or a seventh-year guy, was one of the older guys. Their two best returning players, they're not the sexiest names, but Frank Peasant and uh, Trof Llewellyn, their starting safety. Peasant, their, their running back, who rushed for about 800 yards last year. They've got some decent players. Again, I'm not super worried about them. You know, they don't have a ringer. They don't have a guy that I can point to and say like, hey, they got a lot of juice. I know that you're a closeted at MTSU fan, so you're going to support them. But do you at least kind of agree with that sentiment that they're probably competitive, but they're not going to necessarily be one of the teams challenging for the top? Uh, It's going to be tough. Uh, They start off with Alabama and then they play Missouri. Um, That's a winnable game. I would say so. You know, Missouri's not that good. Uh, but, you know, then you – it's going to be tough to project. You know what? How how do we rate the incumbents versus newcomers? How would you rate that in a conference? Because it's a lot of shakeup. Um, yeah. What am I going to project? Am I going to project a Sam Houston State – win over MTSU because they're new and they're hungry and no one's ever played each other before. It's, it's going to be a toss up for MTSU, but they're established. They're kind of wrecking. They, here's the thing about the incumbents. They've been recruiting as they recruit for as long as they've been there. And that is caveman talk, but they at least know their lane and they know their recruiting places and they know the talent that they're able to get. And they know when they get a steal and they know when they get a lemon. Uh, I think that some of the new schools moving to CUSA are still going to have to work around that and figure out, oh, hey, we got all these good recruits. Are they going to be lemons or are they going to be steals? And it's going to take them, I don't know, about a year, maybe two years to really figure out what kinds of players they need to win in the CUSA. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's going to be rocky for some of the new teams, but maybe some of the new teams, maybe Jacksonville State over-recruited for the CUSA, just hypothetically. I doubt it, but hypothetically they did, and they could go on a tear. So maybe they defeat incumbents, but I would still, based on that, say MTSU probably rolls through the incumbents, gets challenged by Liberty a little bit, or by by the newcomers. Yeah, and again, I'm not like, MTSU's not one of those schools where, like my whole point is, like I'm not that worried about them, but I, I actually, they are adding more than just those three that we brought up. There are also New Mexico States coming in. I'm actually, with what we've seen in the history of teams moving up, I feel that Sam Houston and Jacksonville State can provide some legitimate competition 
to the teams that they're going to have to face. This they could year. do a JMU. Uh, I, they I, very well could pull a JMU. Yeah, I think that with, with Coastal and JMU did, the way that they recruited, and, and I've seen Sam Houston and Jacksonville State kind of use that pitch of to all the top-level FCS guys of like, hey, you want to come over here and and you know get an easy in on an FBS program as we're moving up? Best Some of the best FCS recruits are going to provide a lot of competition for the teams in this conference. Easily. I would say if I were to pick if I were to pick one that would do the most damage, it would probably be Sam Houston. They are a very, very well-run football program. They're a football program that we are very familiar with. I think Jacksonville State's been very up and down. I can't sit here and commit to Jacksonville State and say with certainty that they are going to be um, a, a consistently competitive team. They've always proven me wrong, but if I were to pick one of those two, it would probably be Sam Houston. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, and you said earlier in the show, uh, the commitment that they have shown to building a program, that's what you see. If for, if for if you're wondering what these FCS teams are doing in your conference, if you're a Power 5 fan, Group of 5 fan, whatever, and you're like, where do they come from? What do they do? Uh, well, they've built their they've, – they've committed. That's what they've done. Uh, FCS teams that stay in the FCS, typically they know demographically that's where they need to stay or they're not committed to building. Uh, they are happy being where they are, getting their money, having a good time, having a program, making money for the school. So that, you know, that a lot of FCS teams like that. Uh, but some say, hey, we're going to go and we're going to try this thing and we're going to commit to building a program, a stadium, facilities, recruiting, coaching, everything that goes along with a successful college football program. It's all improving. And that's why they're able to move up because – there are people in their administration that cares. And I mean, we even saw, and I, stupid Dixie State or Tarleton State, whenever they joined the FCS, they said, hey, we're going to be here for a year. And then we're going, we're going group of five. And they, I have stupid. never rooted against the team moving I, up more than I have with, and with Tarleton. And I rooted against it also. I hate, I, I, I hated that mentality that you think you're, you're going for up from D2 immediately to, to G5. I hated that. But at least they had the balls to come out and say, we're looking to improve. We're looking to commit to become an actual football program. And good for them. You know, at the end of the day, that's at least a sign of trying to do that. And that is also reflective of what Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State, what they have done in a less brash manner. Separate from those teams moving up, the FCS teams moving up, I got to give a, a massive spotlight here to Liberty and then making this transition. They go and get Jamie Chadwell, which frankly was a really unexpected addition for their new head coach because Hugh Freeze obviously is now at Auburn. And when Hugh Freeze was there, he turned this team into one of the better small brand independent teams, especially amongst these teams that have moved up. They were in that category of what we just talked about, the Coastal Carolinas and the JMUs that came in and immediately were very competitive. Now he hands it off to Jamie Chadwell, and we saw the results that were produced to Coastal Carolina. I, again, don't really get the whole why he made that transition. I think this was a lateral move. If, if anything, it was a backwards move because so. Coastal is in a slightly better conference. But Jamie Chadwell stepping into this position with a lot of the kids that they went after in the portal, they were very active in the portal to the point where I didn't want to sit here and try and write down every single kid that they went and got in the portal. They also are returning some of their important starters, but I'm going to put out there with this Jamie Chadwell offense, they are capable of competing at the top 
with Western Kentucky and putting up a very, very significant fight. Here's what's confusing. I don't think Jamie Chadwell is a dumb guy, but he should have realized that Hugh Freeze at Liberty, he was just pulling a Rick Patino at Iona. He was just going to say, hey, I'm going to get out of the spotlight. I'm going to go here. I'm going to stay coaching, stay fresh, stay sharp. Maybe check out some new recruiting trails. You know, that that's what I'm going to do uh, until my name gets washed off. It gets rinsed. And Jamie Chadwell, I would say, pretty good name. Doing pretty good at Coastal Carolina. A couple of years, made mm. some really good buzz. I mean, that that Coastal Carolina versus BYU game, I remember so fondly because I'm like, look at this. This is a, this is a, this, we've got some noise going here in these games. This is good. This is fun. Why would you leave Coastal Carolina? It, it may be stick it out one more year while you have a, a nucleus that you, you have built and then figure it out and not go to Liberty. Liberty is, is, is Liberty. That's all it's ever going to be. And they'll move around the G fives and that's cool. But that's what do you think their, their max potential is Joe ACC? Uh, no, that, I mean, for how long it would take them to get to the ACC unless right. the ACC gets gutted, which is uh, well, certainly we'll plausible, but regionally they could make sense in the ACC. I think that Strictly they actually make a lot of sense as a, it. As an American team, I'm actually surprised that with Jamie Chadwell joining, that they wouldn't make that jump to the ACC or to the AAC. I I don't know what he's doing. I don't think that Liberty is a step up from Coastal Carolina. Do another year at Coastal Carolina, and then go get go go get a, a job. Do it. Uh, who's who's? Well, it's not the same. Never mind. I was gonna say Billy Napier, but I mean, shoot, how many times do you think Billy Napier could have gotten the Liberty job, right? A million times. A million times. I, I would, stuck it out I, I would say Louisiana is a right. Louisiana. It's is not much, the same, but I'm, I'm, but you know what I'm going. I, I get, I do agree. I, right. I do agree with that, that sentiment of like, he could have made a lateral move and or, what would that have done for him? I, I wonder how long he's here. Brian Harson. Yeah. Brian Harson could have gotten a, a ton of different jobs. Stuck it out for Auburn. They'll give it the shot. I'll go with the, meet it with, with, with the crazies and get kicked out. It's, it's no big deal. Right. Uh, I don't know. All right, Sean, uh, I think that's a good yeah. note. I was going to say, I think that's a good note to wrap us up on. Uh, conference USA is quite easily the most problematic conf- conference to predict and to talk about because of this whole shakeup. It's also one of the most interesting. So we'll have to see what happens. Drop your predictions in the comments below. We'll be back with more folks. Enjoy the rest of your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.